Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. NNM Radio, I'm your host, and let's go into Virgo. All right, let's go Virgo. Well, we are fumbling with this. All right, um, Virgo as a rising sign, Virgo rising, these people can be blessed with a, a good looking body. They can be. And um, for other folks that aren't, famous tagline is look at the rest of your chart, right? But what I've noticed is Virgo Rising folks do have nice bodies. Naturally good looking folks. As a good basis. Intelligent. Virgo Rising tend to be Obviously different than Virgo Sun. Virgo Suns, they stick with something and they go through it. Virgo Rising, they bounce from here to there. They're not very focused. They're all over the place like a guppy. Yep, like the guppy fish. Alright, um, Virgo Sun, folks, always confuse me as Scorpios. Like, I lie to you not, there's a whole lot of Virgos I uh, ran across. And I'm like, oh, that's, they, they give me some Scorpio, but that's a Scorpio. Nope, that's a Virgo. And, um, a long time ago, before Libra, Scorpio and Virgo was somewhat the same constellation interpretation. And what that basically means is it's all next to lion, the Leo. So you got the lion and the lamb. And the lamb wasn't always a lamb. It was also a virgin. A virgin woman. But also, deeper interpretation is they balance each other, meaning they have power. That woman, the power that she brings, is as equal as the power that a lion could bring. It's in different ways. However, it's equal. It balances each other. So that's what that whole Virgo, Scorpio connection, feminine power energy, because Scorpio's a feminine sign. So we're talking about Virgo, obviously a feminine sign. Virgo makes men masculine, unlike its partner, you know, uh, neighbor, I should say, Libra, who doesn't really... It can be masculine, but Virgo tends to make some muscle men, some strong men, sporty men. Yeah, you just like Aquarius, you can find a lot of Aquarius into sports. Yeah, you can find Pisces and Aries, right? And, you know, um, you can find Cancer there, right? Leo, definitely, just like a lot of Leos, a lot of Aquarius. 
But I also notice there's a good number of Virgo athletes out there. So it's a very sporty, active type of uh, sign. Yep. Yep, uh, a lot of female fighters are Virgos. And that's also the thing. Virgo women, they first come off as the sweet, the innocent type. And then as time goes along, you really get to know them. Especially if they're upset and they piss, they get fired. I mean, uh, Virgo women, you know, very sexual women. I mean, like, you can have out of the ballpark sex with these women, you know, sexathon. Very sexual women. Yep, freaky women. The men, they give, you know, that Scorpio energy. Um, and intelligent, the Virgo men and, and women, they're intelligent, I know, uh, like, near genius level Virgo guy. Virgo men put together, you know, put together, it's kind of rare to find a not put together Virgo man, they're, they're the put together type. So, when you have Mercury... In Virgo, it's a lot more productive, believe it or not, than uh, Gemini with uh, Mercury. And uh, I was just thinking, that's like almost like how Venus is. It's more productive in Taurus than it is in Libra, I believe. I, I think so. I think so. Um, oh yeah, we have Venus in Virgo, which is like considered a a detriment or a hard spot. Um, let me think, Venus is at a detriment. Yeah, it's in, it's in Virgo. It's in Virgo. Yeah, it is. Now to come to think about it. So, well, why is that? Is because deep interpretation, Virgo, is the, the spirit, the life force, Mother Nature, you know, the, the All Mother. She was within us, with us, internally, as one. But there were some things that man went through, and she... You know, she's like, man is not pure. I cannot be with him anymore. Or her. And she was in the temple. But then things happened in the city. And then, then it leaked into the temple. The most sacred last hold of all of that secular stuff. The temple had sacred grounds and rights and rules, but then, you know, man's ways leaked into the temple because also how that Venus and Virgo ended up is like the, the things that happened in the temple with the women, you know, started off as sacred and healing and productive and learning the sexual, you know, energy then it you know got perverted 
then became more of entertainment. So she had to leave the temple and she resided in the forest. Out there in the woods, people that separated themselves from society and took time in the wilderness to meditate, to conjure, you know, higher insights. And that's where that power comes from. It comes from a feminine energy, Virgo, virgin to keep away, you know, to, to uh, you know, to not indulge. So people that, you know, she reside in those people that, that went on those pilgrimages. And then, you know, man's society began to spread and even tearing down the forest and natural ecosystem. And she had to go to the top of a mountain. And that's where you have the, you know, like the Greeks and Roman interpretation, Mount Olympus. That's where all the gods is at because, you know, along with Virgo, she's up there. And it came for people that went on those spiritual journeys that climbed those depths to gain that insight on the mountain type top. But man kept on expanding and his uh, empire reached all the way into the mountaintops. So she went into the constellation and be- became that constellation. And that's where she resides now until we reach the stars and bring our ways you know, out there. So, when it comes to bonding in love, Venus, this is where you're supposed to be open. You're supposed to come together and Virgo has that natural energy of no. I'm at a distance. That's where I get the interpretation of, oh, that Vir- that person over there is a Scorpio. No, that's a Virgo. They, they, Virgo is like the air sign of the earth signs. Virgo reminds me of like, there's this like meme clip of this woman. She's like jumping off a boat, a yacht. And maybe she first thought the boat wasn't that high, or at least the deck wasn't that high away from, you know, the water. So it's like, that was, you know, Virgo could be, especially Virgo Rise, could like be so head full of steam about an idea and just want to dive right in. But, you know, you jump and you're in the air and you're not about to hit the water. So your body, you know, takes a flip and then you finally hit the water. I was like, you know, how Virgo Rises is. During Aquarius season, you know, it's it's not water, it's it's the air that's messing you up. So, you know, Virgo energy, that Virgo sun energy, don't like that feeling, you know. So they're methodical, the meticulous, very detail orientated, you know, because they don't want to make an ass of themselves like how they see Virgo rising. Does, but you know, it takes, and that's where Virgo rising get that spark luck, you know, get their success is because they're trying something different, they're trying something they've never done before. 
Whereas Virgo, they Virgo's son, they could be very much caught up in their ways. So when you have Venus, it takes a long time for Virgo, Venus and Virgo, to get to that point. Once they get to that point, it is as sweet as honey because we're talking about the virgin. And when that finally opens up to you and you have that intimate love, it is the cream of the crop. Because that's also what Virgo is, loosely speaking, the harvest. Demeter. <clears throat> type energy. So, I mean, really, Ceres energy, not Demeter. Whoops. You know, I think Demeter might be, you know, somewhat of a harvest aspect. But that's Ceres, I should say. So, the, the planet Ceres somewhat has a home placement in Virgo also interpretation because Virgo is about serving and is about the habits and when Virgo you know Virgo is holding the grain the grain the much needed grain that the people need to feed to grow on and if Virgo holds back all that intelligence and potential and not deliver, the people suffer. The people around them suffer. So they must speak up. They must break that distance. And in the Venus, it is at a detriment and it takes a whole lot. But when Virgo delivers, oh my goodness. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's what they do when it comes to whatever they're 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 focused on and their passion being meticulous about you know the mars and virgo you know screams just like leo and mars uh, an athlete athletics yep <clears throat> um Jupiter in Virgo is another one that is considered a fall or at least a detriment, you know, a difficult placement. But, you know, like the Venus in Virgo, you know, it's a little hard for me to see that in that way. But I do understand. That's what I'm trying to say, you know, because like like the Venus in Virgo, I see the end result and I say, yes, that's worth it. And I'm I'm the same way with my opinion with the Venus and Jupiter is Venus and Jupiter is almost like the parallel same, but in a different place. Not the opposite, but like parallel the same, but just in a different perspective and getting slightly different results because it's a different place. But of a Scorpio Mercury. Scorpio Mercury is like the laser, very pinpoint, while Virgo Jupiter is expansive and all the details being included. They have this big picture type of mind state. And Scorpio Mercury will bypass all that, not be cluttered and not even be hindered and quickly and rapidly get to what needs to be addressed. That's the power of Scorpio Mercury. 
And why Mercury is almost like had a superpower in Scorpio. I'm getting ahead of myself. The Jupiter in Virgo, I, I, I believe it's a superpower because Virgo is intuitive. That natural, intelligent, intuitive power, unlike Gemini, who's a little more practical. And being a mutable sign, Gemini, like a puppet to that mutable energy, madness, Virgo is able to filter, internalize that better than Gemini. And then when you have that intuitiveness on a spiritual level, because Jupiter, we could say, we could say Neptune is spirituality in the essence and the nature of that, how it moves and pans out its power. Jupiter is the the magician, the spiritualist. It is the. So when you put the arbiter of Virgo spiritualist with that ability, that actual celestial body of into spiritualness is is powerful. These people pick up on an intuition like like no other. You know, we're looking at the moon, eighth house, Mercury, eighth house. Well, y'all be sleeping on Virgo, Jupiter people, I believe. And I think this is a great time because I brought up some detriment and fall placements. And this is real. That the spirituality came from eastward, not necessarily westward and we're in a westward civilization at least my i am and we have this point of view that our spirituality is what governs us and their spirituality governs them when in reality because it came from them and gradually made it towards us their research and conclusions is more immersive than ours ours is a bit more boiled down and catered to our way of thinking and and feeling so what am i trying to say is that in eastern far east when you learn the signs and then you know big cycles of what is the theme and us Westerners, we like to say, oh, it was the age of Pisces, now it's the age of Aquarius. Well, in Far Eastern word, we're in a Kali Yuga. And Kali, Kali Ma, Maha Kali Ma, is the destroyer. The destroyer and destruction in dark times. And that will last for hundreds of years. If anything, it's going to intensify. So before it, we reached into the Kali Yuga, we was in the old and the different Kali Yuga where themes like Leo's son and uh, Aries' son, good placements, strong placements, positive placements, and oh, what is a bad placement? Oh, Scorpio moon. Oh, um, Mars in Libra. Mars in, in uh, who else? Cancer. 
you know, those are bad and you're going to go through these bad, you know, traits. And because those bad traits, well, in the Kali Yuga, things get reversed. They get flipped. And things that used to be bad, that used to karmically, when you express it, when you execute it, result in bad karmic things. Now, it is not so. So you look out into the world, you're like, oh, man, this wicked person, they're really, like, benefiting, and they're just living, they're getting all the blessings. Like, don't karma, like, ever. And look at me, I'm doing good, and I'm having, you know, you're in a Kali Yuga. That's what it explains. So the things that used to be of a detriment, that used to be frowned upon, is now gaining in power. And that's where you have people like... Mike Tyson, who's a Scorpio moon, who through all of it rose to power, power. I mean, this man is famous on top of famous, rich on beyond rich, got rich, lost it all, got rich again, and got fame again. But you're a Scorpio moon, you have negative traits, and, you know, negative things happen, you know, cause and effect, blah, blah, blah. That's when you come into that understanding. So it's also a blessing for you that, yeah, you have negative traits, but they're, they're going to they're gonna help you out later on, especially when you learn and you evolve and you work with it, when you work with these negative traits. All right. And that's where, you know, going back to Virgo, Jupiter, it's it's a good placement. It really is. You know, Virgo, Saturn, difficult, just like Gemini, Aries, right? Cancer, obviously. Um, Virgo, if you're Uranus, we can imagine very productive, very intelligent, very good. With Neptune and Virgo, I haven't given that much of a thought, but uh, I should, you know, you know, maybe later on I'm able to, but I don't have any experience that much insight on that Neptune six house natural energy, you know, that type of energy I could see is akin to Neptune in the second house. Yeah, it could do a very little good, but a whole lot of bad because six houses is habits and that's what Virgo is. It's like what are you what are you harvesting on a daily basis, weekly basis to benefit you, to feed you, to grow what are you growing on? Right. And Neptune could jumble all that up, mess it all up. Uh, yeah, Pluto in Virgo, that's the Steve Jobs generation. That's the nomadic. They rolled with the punches They and they did the best they can. They created the world that we're in. That's Steve Jobs generation. As... What Kurt Cobain's generation was born in. That's the Gen X generation. 
that will also be known as or is known as the forgotten generation because they were right after the great baby boomer Pluto Leo fame, power I mean America at its greatest time generation and because the strong men made that generation created a good time and then died baby boomers were born in a very fruitful bountiful easy time and because they grew up in an easy time they're creating hard times now and because Gen X came right after them, it wasn't so bountiful, wasn't they didn't have the first. They did have some, but that's that's where that pans out. Yeah, Virgo Pluto generation. Right? That very they're they're very intelligent. They compute they created the computer age that we run on. That is the basis. These are the engineers. Yeah, you know, my generation, millennials, were the software. But when it comes down to, like, actually building and, like, knowing what the hardware is and what it looks like for even all this software to be capable, it, it came off the Gen X generation. All right.